I've got the rootinest, tootinest dead king ever. <laughs> and I have a voice that hurts. And welcome to Date Fight. It's the show that pits events from history against each other in a big battle based on the day's historical events. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley, and I sound like this today. And we yeah. are going to be arguing over what the most important things in history were. Yes, let's have round one. Let's do round one. Just while your voice lasts. Round why don't you go first? All right, I'll go first, just in case I don't make it through. On the 26th of November, 1609, the first Caribbean wedding ever happened. Wow. Was it an ancestor of Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, but there was an ancestor of mine. What? So one of my ancestors was on the Sea Venture, which went to Virginia in 1609, but it crashed. It didn't get to Virginia. It only got to Bermuda, and they all had to live on Bermuda off wild hogs and oats that they found there. Wow. Um, and in fact, it is the shipwreck that The Tempest is based on. Wow. And the drunken character Stefano is my ancestor. Who was then later... Wait, what? <laughs> so my ancestor, Stephen Hopkins, um, was on the sea venture, which was wrecked in Bermuda, and then when they said, right, we should really get going, we should build another ship and go over to Virginia, yeah. he went, no, it's Bermuda here. There are wild pigs walking around and all the fish we can eat and beaches, and Virginia has native, hostile Native Americans and death and famine yeah. and disease. He said, so I'm not going anywhere. And so they sentenced him to death. And then he cried so much they let him off. <laughs> now I see the connection. <laughs> I was sort of waiting. But anyway, well, when good lord, that's an extraordinary story. When that store, when that ship was crashed, all the people were living there for about a year. They had the first wedding on Bermuda on the twenty sixth of November, at which my um, ancestor officiated. Good heavens! Mm. And the they had a child. The people there, and the child's name was Bermuda. Seriously, <laughs> absolutely Bermuda. seriously. Later on, that same ancestor was on the Mayflower, and he had a child on the way over um, the Atlantic Ocean, and he called that son Oceanus. Oceanus. Mm. I bet he got teased in the playground. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Well, there you go. go. That's 2-1, isn't it? What on (laughs) earth was the point in trying to... Oh, yeah, I've got an ancestor that Shakespeare wrote about. um... Yeah, you may have heard of him. Uh, Probably not, though, because it's not one of the good plays. (sighs) None of them are good. Just pro tip. They're all rubbish. That's good. They're all rubbish, mate. Wow. They was good at the times, I mean. They're rubbish. Still witches and fighting. And someone yeah, has but to dress not up good as a that we've got Harry Potter now. All oh, right. If you want witches and fighting. <laughs> okay, well, completely unable to do anything to counter that. Top that. Uh, I shall throw Vlad the Third under the bus. 1476, 26th of November. A, a nickname? Is he an impaler or a. Uh, he. A what, great or a terrible? He's Dracula. Ooh. And he... Vlad Tepes. Yeah, all right. Mm. What's that? That's his surname, isn't it? Tepes. Probably. He defeats Basarab, which I'm sure is a palindrome. Lyota, (laughs) uh, father of Ray, with the help of Stephen the Great and Stephen Bathory. And... (laughs) That must have been... Which Stephen are you? I'm the Great... Yeah, I'm just Stephen, Stephen Bathory. Bathory, yeah. And becomes the ruler of Valachia mm. for the third time. I mean, they were just toing and throwing. That throne yeah, must, it was those still Valachians warm. Must have been... Yeah. Who is it now? Vlad again. Yeah. Stephen the... Yeah. Uh, one of the Stevens. Stephen the... Hmm. 
<laughs> Stephen the Three Stars on Google. Oh, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Charles the Fat. Uh, so uh, that's very under-researched. I'm quite glad, really, I've sort of <laughs> used the disposable one in this round because I've got a better one for the next one. Oh, do you though? Yeah, uh, right, but we'll there's see. not a chance there. Fine. Two, one, let's yes. have the birthdays. Happy birthday to Rudisin, the Portuguese bishop and regional leader under the kings of Leon. Nice. And was his, his sex on fire? It was definitely on fire because they didn't have pants in the 10th century. Did they not? I don't know. I don't, when I did pants come in? You should know I think this. Pants are very, I think pants are quite modern. You would have had underhose. Mine, <laughs> <laughs> Mine are prehistoric. I can still fit in these ones from 1995. It's a doily. All right. Good. So there's him. Happy birthday to Theophilus Sibber, who was an actor and son of the playwright Collie Sibber, who married Susanna Maria Arn with one of the first prenups ever. One of the first prenuptial agreements. She made him sign because she thought he was going to run off with all her money. He oh. promptly signed it and ran off with all her money. Oh, brilliant. Then he tried to make it up with her to her by setting her up in a house in Kensington with another man, and they lived as a menage a trois for a while. Oh. Until he again stole all their money and ran away. Double down. Yeah. Why not? And but this time he tried to kidnap her and take her with him. Um, wow. She escaped and ran back to the other man who was called John Sloper. And she went to live at his country house, at which point <laughs> Theophilus Zimmer tried to abduct her from the other man's country house. You're joking. Uh, John Sloper chased them, um, and they all had to spend the night at the local inn because <laughs> there wasn't anywhere else to stay. Um, wow. And they kept sort of living together and stealing each other's money until, until they all died. Fabulous. So, Collie oh, Sibber... Uh, Theophilus Sibber ended up suing John Sloper uh, for taking his wife. Breathtaking. Yeah. What a family. Collie Sibber was the son? No, he's the father. The father? Yeah. OK, because I'm going to talk about him on the 3rd of December. Mm, uh, I look forward to that. Because lots to talk about with him. Uh, other happy birthday. Sorry, I haven't finished birthdays. So I'll just get too into some of them. Of happy course. birthday to Norbert Wiener, the American mathematician who has a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> Happy death day to Michael Benteen, the goon you don't know because he well, left early. We know. We know, but yeah. no one else knows. No. Um, he sort of did one really strong good character. He was kind of like Harry Seacombe, really. Yeah. There was only really one character, one he, character could do, he could do, but it was good. It was bonkers. Oh. You know, well, are there of, any recordings? I of see you. Oh, yeah, he's in quite a lot of them. Oh, okay. He sort of does a mad, growly thing. Sort of sounds like you good. now. Uh, <laughs> I but am it, the it's Michael Benteen of this group. You won't be hearing me after the first series. <laughs> uh, also, happy death day to Stan Berenstain, creator of the Berenstain Bears, which everyone thinks has an E, but in fact it has an A, and is one of the big examples they use of the Mandela effect on online. What's the Mandela effect? Mandela effect is when everyone believes a thing existed when it didn't, and I don't know why it's called the Mandela effect, because I'm pretty sure Nelson he, Mandela <laughs> did exist. Are you a Mandela truther? <laughs> they faked Nelson Mandela. It's like the film Shazam, which people have very clear memories of from the 1990s, featuring Sinbad uh, as a genie, when such film never existed. Really? Yeah. People can even describe the poster with him standing with his arms folded, looking at the camera with his back to a child who also has their arms folded, looking at the camera. What? Yeah. People have very clear memories of Shazam, starring Sinbad, which never existed, and the Berenstain Bears, which were always the Berenstain Bears. 
That is amazing. Mm, isn't it, though? Also, happy death day, or not so happy death day, sad death day to Stephen Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, who died on the 26th of November, 2018. Oh, that is sad. It is sad. Who's your favourite SpongeBob character? Oh, uh, you know, uh, Sea Cucumber Carl. <laughs> I, I don't. I've never actually watched it, what? but I know it's. I know it's you good. Should correct I know that, it's that good. Is. It's like sort of the the back half of the Beethoven symphonies. I'm sort of saving them up for when I've got it's time like to properly Dombian enjoy them. You've done all the top dickens, and you just I can't yeah. face our mutual friend. No. <laughs> I I mean, whoever you're referring to, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> We've got loads. Check us on Facebook. Round two. Okay. I'm going to November the 26th, mm. 1922. Mm. Egypt. Mm. And Lord Carnarvon, uh-huh. the sponsor of the archaeologist Howard Carter. And Howard Carter had to send for Lord Carnarvon saying, uh, I've just found a thing under some sand and I think <laughs> this could be it. <laughs> so then he had to wait. He didn't unearth it. Waited for Lord Carnarvon to come over from England. And then finally... It was a Sunday, as I recall. On the 26th of November, they entered King Tut's tomb. And unleashed the mummy. (laughs) Yeah, their faces (laughs) got all singed off and everything. I mean, it's the greatest archaeological discovery of our time, it's said. Yeah. It took a long time to find. Didn't it kill them all? Didn't they all die of King Tut's curse? There was a big thing about the curse. Mm. Uh, In fact, both Carnarvon and Carter died within seven months of entering the tomb. Mm. So... You know, I think it's more that they were like, oh, well, we're not going to top that. Might as well <laughs> shove just, off. That's the best thing to have ever happened on this date. We'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got then? I've got 1916, 26th of November, when The Guardian published the Sykes-Picot Agreement, which was the agreement between the French and the British foreign ministers about how they would divide up the Middle East uh, after the end of the First World War, which consisted essentially of a map of the Ottoman Empire with a line drawn across it. <laughs> And that has created pretty much every conflict in the Middle East ever since. Ta-da! Ta-da. Well like done, we need us. a little sort of bad fanfare for, like, terrible things British <laughs> did. You know what I mean? What, what, like, what didn't help was we'd also promise all the uh, different Arab tribes and Arab people living there their independence after the First World War. And then we decided, <laughs> <laughs> you fools, no, we're just going to draw a line across it like that. North of yeah. this line is French, yes. south of this line is British. It there was our famous British sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> you get Syria, we get Saudi Arabia. Wow. This sounds fine. <laughs> Sign on the dotted line, yeah. splitting your community in half. A, a foreign minister at the time said, It's all bad, and I told Balfour so. They're making it a breeding place for future war. He was right. So that's it. I've got the source of all Middle East conflict for the, la- for the last 103 years. I've got cultural icon. Yeah, you. I saw the contempt in your face when I said it. I was like, Why does he hate? Wow, I thought that's a jazzy one. It is a jazzy one. It's a good one. But, but, well, uh, yeah. So why are you so contemptuous of? I'm not. You are. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, just because I wanted to win. Is that it? Is that it? Is it? that really? Yeah. It? No. If I if I come up with King Toot and Come, I would have been very proud and happy of that. Then I'm having it. All oh, right. To all, mate. To all. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, well, we're going to leave it there. That's it for today. Wow. This that, is a, this is good. I feel like this note. has been a strong. A strong week for mm. me so far. I mean, it's only 
Tuesday. <laughs> as long as we include the mummy's curse. Yes. Don't forget that we uh, have the forfeit on Sunday. Whoever loses has to do the forfeit. We haven't really thought about what that's going to be yet. No. There's something involving the food stuff or paint stripper or both mm. uh, we'll see you tomorrow for date fight don't forget to subscribe and share and tell everybody tell all your friends in this growing. voice in your vo- in this your voice, voice now. use this weird voice to tell people it will compel them I hope you're better tomorrow but I have a feeling you're not going to <laughs> I hope so too I hope this goes quickly <laughs> me and old croaky here we'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow bye, bye.